Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here back with you to talk about the MLB slate, and I'm joined over here by Killa B. How's it going over there? Good, man. Uh, I kind of feel bad. Like, I've canceled uh, a few, at least once, maybe twice on you. Um, but I, I, I'm done traveling now. I'm back in the great state of Minnesota here. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm ready to crank out a, our first show of baseball together, so. Yeah, it, it, it has been the best MLB season for me, but it's not going too bad. The night started off pretty well, too, so I'm kind of happy the way my tournament teams are starting out. So uh, no complaints there. Uh, so, so far, a pretty successful night. Celtics just won, too. Uh, I know we were watching yeah. the game. Uh, that was good for my team. But, man, I still can't believe that they actually won that game, right? I just The, the Sixers should not be down 3-0, it seems like. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think. I think it just shows like how great Brad Stevens is uh, with, with a team that's been injured. I mean, their big, their biggest two acquisitions on the year uh, aren't available to play in the playoffs, or you know, basically, their <laughs> Gordon Hayward wasn't available the whole year, and then Kyrie not being available uh, for the last few weeks of regular season, and then um, <clears throat> and then in the playoffs. Uh, this is just an amazing coaching job. I think. Uh, I mean, really, really stands out. Yeah, it, it's been pretty incredible what, what they've done. So uh, it, definitely excited about that. And, uh, you know, excited to watch the, you know, LeBron tonight, obviously. Uh, beast out like he always does. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to dive into M- some MLB now and kind of talk about this early slate. And it's a uh, it's a pretty decent one. I, I was looking at it, and I, I said to myself uh, when I first looked, I was like, man, there's a lot of aces on the mound. I kind of wish this was on a Monday, right? We could start out the week right with all these aces. But I'm sure we'll have a couple more uh, tomorrow, so that'll be fine, or I should, should I say Monday, but uh, we have some nice aces on the mound, should be a solid slate all around, so let's dive right in, uh, you ready to go? Yep, good to go. All right, so here we go, first game on the slate, we got the Cleveland Indians and the New York Yankees, and this is definitely not the pitchers that we I'm talking about with the aces, we got Mike Clevenger and uh, Domingo German, uh, so this is uh, an interesting game here, obviously, uh, you know, nine and a half total, Yankees are, I have a 5.11 run total, and the Cleveland Indians have 4.39, that's what they opened at, so uh, pretty interesting game to look at here, uh, I don't know much about Domingo German, do you know much about him, and do you have any interest in Clevenger, uh, Brett? Yeah, I mean, all I'm looking at is uh, Domingo's uh, high K rate. Um, so obviously, uh, his performance so far in the minimum innings that he's had, he's looked good. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to do some minor league uh, research on this guy. So I don't have much data. Um, obviously, he's only had is it 14 innings of major league uh, pitching in him. So yeah, uh, I need I need to do probably a little bit more uh, research on this guy. Yeah, I just wanted to pull it up real quick. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't look terrible here. Uh, some of the stuff, like the K percentage is, uh, I mean, I guess in 2018, right, uh, 28.6%. If you, if you go throughout, like, the whole, you know, his whole uh, total here, actually, that's just MLB. That's only majors only. So if you go down to the minors, we got, like, 26.8% double A, 26.1% in AAA, and then in 2017, 29%. Walks were kind of high, though, right, double digits. So mm-hmm. uh, it seems like a guy that has a lot of upside with some Ks, but at the same time, there is some risk with the walks, right? 
Uh, and Indian team is just not what I want to pick on anyways. Like if this was a matchup against a team like the Brewers or, uh, you know, the Rangers, a team that I see some strikeout upside like the Orioles, sure, I'd maybe want to like think about it more. But I just think because it's the Indians, I think we can just absolutely stay away from uh, Domingo German and just pass on him here. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, this, this is probably um, just outside of tournament exposure for these pitchers, and I don't think I would even have. Um, just one, th- one thing to note on uh, Sundays with baseball, uh, you got both of the sites that uh, they kind of crunch down their slates. So DraftKings, it's only a nine-game slate, and then over on FanDuel, it's an eight-game slate. So, um, you know, it's going to be a tighter slate. You're not dealing with all, you know, every single team uh, playing. So, um, But I, I still like uh, plenty of other pitchers uh, in the – nine games that we're analyzing so yeah i i again i just think we can stay away from this one uh and i mean the bats though are obviously going to be intriguing mm-hmm. like mike clevenger uh i don't really have interest in him i think he's one of those guys that uh it just depends on the slate and this is just not the right slate for me on clevenger especially against the yankees offense it's really always matchup dependent and slate dependent on on clevenger i'm gonna pass on him and i think these yankee bats are gonna be really interesting do you agree yeah, I uh, totally agree. Uh, Clev has always been kind of like a, a tournament play. Uh, I mean, when he's on, uh, I mean, he can obviously strike out uh, qu- quite a few batters. Um, in fact, I think it was three games ago he had uh, a complete game. Uh, so uh, he's actually looked really strong this year um, so far. So, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm probably not going to have, obviously, any exposure tomorrow, but – yeah, I mean, he started out uh, this season really strong, so. Yeah, uh, I just think it's just such a tough matchup where I, mm-hmm. I just say, I mean, no, I'm never in the business of, of targeting the Yankees, right? Uh, so right. I think it's just a, it's an easy pass for me here. I'm just going to have to stay away in this spot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think all the bats are in play. I think the Yankees stack is be one that people consider. Uh, maybe they do see the name of Clevenger, and they maybe don't load up on them as much as they should. I mean, they have a high run total, so I'm just assuming people will be loading them in, right? Uh, obviously, it'll sh- sure it'll be a good hitting environment too. So uh, I'm expecting them to be uh, kind of popular and a stack to definitely have some interest in. Do you have any interest in the Indian stack or just the Yankees and you kind of move on? Um, yeah, I think I think uh, having some uh, Cleveland exposure is good. Um, again, we're we're dealing with kind of a smaller slate. Um, you have the Yankees and the Red Sox at uh, 5.2 uh, implied runs. Uh, they're and I should say the the twins are also at five point two, so uh, they're kind of leading the uh, slate. So um, the exposure should be probably mixed between those three. I mean, obviously you have you have a really hot hitting Boston team right now. Uh, the Yankees guys, we know we know like the the guys that are going to be popular there. Um, you know, Clevenger's a righty. Uh, judge actually hits righties pretty strong. Uh, so I'm probably leaning uh, towards uh, judge over uh, Stanton uh, tomorrow. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be the same guys. It, it looks like uh, Gardner should be leading off. And I think he's a great, uh, great guy to be, you know, one of your outfielders tomorrow. So um, Neil Walker has been interesting uh, last night. Uh, he ended up hitting in the five spot. If he ever, you know, if he gets up that high again, I really like him for a very cheap uh, price tag. Yeah, even like an Aaron Hicks too, right? We can mm-hmm. see like a decent line. So I wouldn't be shocked if they do like the old, uh, you know, give a judge or a Stanton a day off kind of thing. Uh, sure. so, or even like Gary Sanchez, right? One of those guys could get a day off where you see him jump in there. A guy like Domingo German, I could see maybe an Austin Romine be the catcher for the day uh, just because uh, obviously a way better defensive catcher than a guy like Gary Sanchez. So I could see maybe like some of these like guys popping up as like really good values, like a Gardner too. So, uh, I, I mean, these Yankees that are going to be guys, I think in your cash game, you want to consider and definitely in tournament should make as a good stack. Are you ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, for sure. 
All right, next one we got on the slate. We got the Colorado Rockies and the New York Mets. This is a seven total with uh, Kyle Freeland going up against Noah Syndergaard. And I mean, Noah Syndergaard is, you know, one of the aces on the mound today. And the question is, do you want to play Noah Syndergaard? I'm kind of torn, uh, right? He's one of those aces where it feels like he's just not in the company of Sale and Scherzer. He's just like a notch below. It feels like, sure, the upside is there. And again, we're like really just uh, drawing hairs here. It's very close. Uh, but I just, I worry about Syndergaard because the, he just can't can't hold runners on. It's like everyone just runs on them. And I feel like this Rockies team, you get Charlie Blackman on, like it, it just feels like it, I'm so worried that there's going to be some issues. So I always get scared, right? When I see a slate with Syndergaard and I just see a guy like a Scherzer instead, I just feel like I default to them instead. That's kind of naturally what's been happening for me this season. Do you kind of feel the same way? Yeah, I, I do. I like Syndergaard. I mean, so in DraftKings, this is interesting. Chris Sale is pitching tomorrow. Um, he is on the DraftKings main slate. Uh, but he's not on the FanDuel main slate. So I guess if you want to get some more Syndergaard exposure, it's going to be easier uh, over on FanDuel. Uh, so that's kind of interesting to know. Uh, just, you know, no Chris Sale uh, basically on FanDuel's main slate. So, um, yeah, at this price, though, at 11.6, I, I don't think I can uh, I can spend that uh, comfortably. Um, I, I mainly play – I mean, I'm trying to play a lot more tournaments when it comes to baseball or, like, percentage-wise – um, but yeah, I don't think he would be sniffing my cash game uh, teams at all. Yeah, I think he makes sense in tournaments, right? There is upside here against uh, the Rockies. I, I looked it up on Plate IQ. Let me pull it up now because uh, it was a pretty interesting number. I was looking at Matt's today, uh, and I want to just see what against righties what their K percentage is. Oh uh, yeah, the Rockies have a where is it uh, against righties? They have a uh, 20 K percentage there. So like, I wish it was a little higher. But no, Syndergaard, right? He's one of those guys that can absolutely crush. Uh, almost any matchup. So if you want to take a shot on it, I, I completely get it. I don't know. It's just like when I have Scherzer and Sale there, I'd rather default to them, especially in the matchups that they're in. So I'll probably end up fading Syndergaard. If you want to play him in tournaments, I wouldn't argue against it. I get it. The Rockies have a low total. It makes sense. There's definitely upside. The Rockies are also in a bad ballpark. Uh, maybe not a bad ballpark, but a ballpark downgrade, I should say. So that's yeah. obviously going to help him out uh, for sure with Syndergaard. Uh, so no yeah. Rockies bats for me. What about Mets for you uh, against Kyle Freeland? Um, just, uh, talking batters here, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you were going to say something else. If you had something else you want to say, feel free to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to break down the slate, uh, just looking at pitchers. So I'm, you know, you, you kind of gotta, instead of just looking game by game, uh, just looking at just quality of pitchers, you're right. I mean, I can't believe how many studs are on, on a Sunday slate, which, you know, kind of sucks, uh, since the games are so spread out, but, um, you got, you got Max Scherzer, you got Chris Sale, and then even uh, Chris Archer, who's in a great spot. Uh, so yeah, I mean Syndergaard at that price tag, it's just I'm looking, I'm looking other places. And if I'm paying up, I'd rather pay up for Scherzer or Sale, uh, who I think are in, you know, like they're they're going up against teams that they can really, really dominate. So um, if I'm paying up, I'm probably paying all the way up to Scherzer or Sale. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Any interest in Mets bats against Kyle Freeland? I mean, there is, is a lefty who's not that great, right? Wilmer Flores might be a really interesting value that gets a nice lineup spot. I, I always like him against a lefty. Maybe mm-hmm. Jonas Cespedes. I know the Mets bats have not been the best lately, but I think mainly I'll just keep it to maybe like Wilmer Flores as a nice value play and kind of call it a day. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I think uh, Todd Frazier sticks out to me. Um, but yeah, I you know I haven't really been uh, rolling with too much Wilmer lately. Uh, I know he was super hot in the beginning of the year. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm looking at Todd Frazier. So Frazier versus uh, uh, righties has a, a pretty big WOBA and ISO differential uh, on the year. So or I should say in the last 
year's worth of games. So I think Todd Frazier is a great one-off. But outside of that, yeah, I'm not looking to stack any of these two offenses at all. It's probably just a stay-away game uh, outside of that. Yeah, uh, agree with you on that. Let's go on to the next game. Toronto Blue Jays, Tampa Bay Rays. This is an eight total, uh, and we got – Marco Estrada going against Chris Archer and uh, Chris Archer. He's been a little up and down this year, but man, this is a spot where I think Chris Archer is definitely a little intriguing. Uh, one, one of the reasons is the price, right? Uh, on DraftKings specifically, we get him at 8,400. Like that just seems too cheap for Chris Archer. Uh, I know the blue Jays, right? Are a team that they have some pop in their lineup, but I'm not as scared as I was uh, on them last year. They got Josh Donaldson. That's obviously back. So that's obviously a big upgrade to that team, but uh, Blue Jays, Vegas agrees, right? 3.72 run total for a guy who's 8.4K. Uh, it's tough for me not to want to play Chris Archer, especially in Tampa Bay. Uh, it's a better pitcher's park, right, in the Dome. Like, uh, a lot of things are, are coming uh, well for Chris Archer, and he seems like a great SP2 option on DraftKings, and even maybe a good play on FanDuel to obviously uh, get some exposure to. What do you think about Archer here? In this yeah, game? I'm going to have a high, high percentage of Archer tomorrow. Um, so everything is checked. Uh, basically, when I look at my uh, pitcher, I want the opposing team that are basically the projected opposing offense to have higher than a 25% strikeout rate. And it looks like uh, Toronto with their, uh, with their starters would have a 27.1% strikeout rate. Uh, we have a pitcher's umpire in CB Buckner. Um, and then we have uh, just a really good situation where he's favored a great park factor. So like everything is checkmarked for me. So yeah, this is the spot where I really want to get a lot of, of Archer, especially on DraftKings, uh, where you're you're right, he's only 8,400. Look at you. You already got the umpire data and everything for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's obviously good. So, uh, yeah, definitely pass us along. I love the umpire data stuff. I'm definitely <laughs> a sucker for that, and uh, it's definitely helpful. So I love hearing that about uh, Archer. Definitely something that's going to be, uh, you know, probably have me interested in him for sure. Yeah, um, it's it's always easy to uh, deal with umpires on the back end of a series. So uh, when you're when you're dealing with, like, Saturdays and Sundays and you can already project the umpire, uh, it's always tough, though, when it's the first game of a series and you don't know who's going to be behind home plate until, like, you know, almost right before pitching, you know, pitchers go off. So, yeah, I, I love I love dealing with umpire data on, on the back end of a series. So. Yeah, uh, that that's definitely good information obviously have out there. So thanks for that. Uh, definitely, my interest is definitely more up there, and I like him a lot. I mean, I, I already thought he was going to be someone I was going to have exposure to, and I'm sure I will. Uh, looking at the Blue Jay side of the ball, like uh, Estrada, right? Do you have any interest in him? I know the Rays are a team that are not the, the most potent offense or anything. They were hitting the, the sticks a little hot earlier uh, in the past couple weeks, but uh, they kind of cooled down a bit. Do you have any interest in Estrada here or the Rays offense? I mean, he's really, really dirt cheap on DraftKings, 5,600. There's, there's offensive guys that are more expensive than him. So um, with, I've, I'm noticing like a big discrepancy in uh, pitching uh, over on DraftKings. Like, like if you look at the most expensive on FanDuel to the, uh, the cheapest, right, there's not that big of a gap, but there's huge gaps over on DraftKings. Uh, sometimes you're getting almost like 2.5x from cheapest to the most expensive, sometimes even 3x. Uh, so yeah, Estrada is like one of those things where if you want to load up on bats, if you want to load up on, uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees bats, uh, Estrada is for sure in play on DraftKings at 5,600, uh, nothing sexy, but, uh, he's right around a, you know, strikeout per inning. Uh, he's, he's at 8.4 per nine innings. Uh, you know, so he can definitely put up a, a pretty big outing and he's had legitimate starts. So, uh, yeah, this is a spot where, yeah, he's he's definitely a, a small dog, but I think if you want to load up on bats, he he's totally in play. 
Yeah, I uh, definitely think that, you know, if you're looking for cheap, it's kind of ugly, uh, I will have to say. Uh, it's not pretty down here for cheap. So if you're jamming in bats, like, uh, we're going to kind of have to get creative. It's not like we have this guy that I think sticks out. There's one that I like, but uh, we'll get to him. Uh, he's like the one guy I'd really kind of want to dumpster dive. Actually, I'd say there's two I'd want to kind of dumpster dive with, but uh, yeah. there's not so many that I want to go to uh, in this spot. Uh, the bats in this game just don't seem that appealing to me, so I don't really have any interest in any of these guys. Maybe if you're looking for cheap, like a Denard span, uh, I wouldn't hate as like a cash game play, right, batting towards the top, but I don't know. I'm just not too interested in these bats in this game. What about you? Yeah, there's not much that sticks out. Again, it's a <clears throat> right, right around an eight-run uh, uh, total here. So, and I I have interest in both pitchers. So, like just just knowing that I have interest in both pitchers, I'm probably not going to like the bats as much. Um, yeah, maybe Hernandez leading off for Toronto. Um, but again, I really like Archer. So. Probably looking more towards, yeah, like uh, Denard Span. But, again, I think that's just too expensive of a price at 4100 over on DraftKings. So uh, probably avoiding the offense, offenses here. <clears throat> yep, that sounds good to me. Let's go on to the next game, though. we got the San Francisco Giants, Atlanta Braves, and this is Andrew Suarez against Mike Soraka. And uh, I don't know if you played the day that he was uh, popular. Uh, he was, like, only 4K. DraftKings has priced mm-hmm. him up now. He's at 7.5K. Had a really nice outing against the Mets. Uh, I want to see on fans. I don't know if you have that price up. I'm going to pull it up uh, now just to see, because sometimes they mess up with obviously pricing. It's so 7,300 also. Okay. So, so they, yeah, they price them up pretty decent. I didn't know if like, you know, back in the day, remember when they did the, the, the 4k pitchers, uh, oh, yeah. Fanduel? that oh, yeah. was always funny. Uh, and you could just like <laughs> mashing cores and stuff, but right. uh, I haven't seen that yet this year. Uh, DraftKings though, they, they definitely have a lot of guys that are really cheap right now, but Soraka, we obviously had an error with that, uh, with the 4k, but he's not that now. Uh, he's at 7.5 K. Uh, I have no interest in Suarez, but I think Soraka is interesting. Do you have any interest in him? It's just tough against the Giants team that uh, is swinging some pretty hot bats in a nice ballpark too. And uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of worried about attacking this Giants offense at this current time. Yeah, I do. You know, his price has basically jumped 2X. So um, he had 80 pitches in his last start. And it's just not something that I'm keen to do if – if a guy, if they're not allowing him to go like, you know, almost near a hundred pitches right now at this time of year. So I, I'm probably not looking uh, for him because his, you know, price is, is mid tier uh, on each site. So yeah, it's a total, total fade for both these pitchers for me, but I think there's plenty of offense that I like uh, in this game. Yeah, this is definitely a game that we want to target these offenses, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I'm already having some interest in the Giants. I played them today. Uh, you know, so far they're doing me pretty well, so I have no complaints there. Uh, I probably will go back to the well a little bit on them uh, just because I think they're swinging really hot bats, and it's a really good ballpark shift for them. So uh, I like that. I also do kind of like Soraka a little bit. I know it's like kind of contradicting myself, but I, I don't mind both sides. Uh I'm definitely kind of torn. Uh, like I said, I think the Giants are swinging the bat well and are, are kind of in a uh, in a in a decent and interesting spot. Uh, but let's move on to the Braves and kind of talk about them because I think this offense is, is an offense I absolutely love and want to target. I mean, at the top, Albies, Acuna, Freeman, like all these guys against Suarez. One thing I love about like Freddie Freeman is he's just such a good hitter, and uh, people won't play him lefty lefty in their tournament stacks of the Braves. But I will. Like I don't care. Uh, you get Suzuki or Flowers, whichever catcher is going to be in there, should be in a great spot too. So I really like these guys uh, all around the Braves stack. Is something I have interest in. What about you? Yeah, I mean Ozzy Elby's uh, leading off. I mean, geez, the guy reminds me a lot of Mookie Betts of just like what he's doing uh, production wise. So. 
Uh, really like Elvis uh, leading off. Uh, Acuna, I haven't really ha- had too much exposure to Acuna. Um, his price tag is pretty expensive now at 4900 but uh, projected to hit number two tomorrow, so that's interesting. Uh, Freddie Freeman, you know, this is an expensive stack. You know, Elvis 5100 uh, Acuna 49 and then Freeman at 5300 So it's, I mean, it's going to cost you quite a bit of money. Um, so, yeah, probably, you know, this is going to be one where you're going to need a cheap pitcher involved if you do a brave stack, but I think you're going to get this brave stack at very, very low ownership because people will go towards the Yankees or the Red Sox or even the twins. So um, yeah, I think in tournaments, it, it totally makes sense if they uh, go ahead and put up like 10 runs on the board. Um, but just one thing that, uh, to note too, is the umpires are pretty strong uh, pitchers umpires. So um, a little bit, you know, a downside for, for hitters at least. Yeah, that that's definitely unfortunate to hear. But I mean, this I still have interest in these offenses. Uh, I, this is definitely a game I had interest in uh, on Saturday slate, and I think I'm gonna have interest in on Sunday slate again because again, these offenses are are definitely uh, pretty pretty in pretty good spots and pretty potent. So mm-hmm. uh, all around, I like the game. I just think it's I think it's gonna depend on the lineups that come out. And you bring up a good point: the Braves offense. I mean, one thing I do like about them is that they are expensive because people are not going to be playing them right now with these prices and they're kind of worried about that we got like a jose batista too against the lefty that could uh give us a little bit of value within this lineup which i don't hate and like helps ross like a terrible catcher position so uh that's one thing i just like about this race stack like they priced up albies okuna and freeman which is great right because uh i feel like i just get them under owned now so uh i'm yeah. cool with it uh it's just you got to make sure you have those cheap pitchers and on a slate where you want to pay up for these stud pitchers i get it's going to be kind of tough yeah, it, they're going to be very low owned. So uh, that's, you know, if they're the only team to go off in this nine game slate, well, uh, then you're going to crush it because, yeah, I would expect a brave stack to be well under 10%. So, yeah. And uh, I mean, Brandon Crawford is, is uh, he's still free. So uh, I'll still be playing him. I mean, he's not free, but uh, pretty cheap. So, uh, I mean, he, he's playing well already today. Uh, I love Crawford. Uh, he's a guy I'm definitely going to take here against, uh, you know, righty against like, you know, take Brandon belt. Those guys mm-hmm. are going to be guys that I definitely like to target here. So uh, that yeah. wraps up. Uh, if you look at, if you look at San Francisco stack, I mean, it is a very cheap uh, stack. I mean, you got Blanco leading off at 2,600. Um, that's a, it's an interesting side uh, to go if you want to uh, pick on the rookie. So um, yeah, I don't, you get- you have McCutcheon at 3,700 on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's like, like I played him today. Uh, I didn't full stack him because, like, it just didn't work where I was going full stacks. Like, you get Allen Hansen for cheap, though. I mean, on this slate where we want to pay up at pitcher, the giant stack just seems really optimal for that kind of build. Right. Yeah. But this is a, this is a, a giants team that does really, really well versus lefties and their splits versus righties, not very good. So McCutcheon has troubles with righties. Uh, Posey has troubles with righties. So, uh, you know, Ligoria is notoriously awesome at hitting lefties. So it's, it's just a spot where when, uh, when they get to face a lefty, I'm going to, I'm going to pound giants for sure. But yeah, it's, it's tough to take the giants versus a righty. Um, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to still have uh, exposure to Gregor Blanco in cash games for sure. Yeah. Uh, that wraps up this game for me though. I think we can move on. Uh, you ready to go? Yep. All right, Philadelphia Phillies and the Washington Nationals. And uh, this is the game that I want to definitely target. We got Jake Arrieta against Max Scherzer. And, like, normally with Arrieta on the slate, I would have interest. But against the Nationals offense and the way Bryce Harper's going, uh, I'm definitely a little scared, too. Max Scherzer, though, is the guy, right? Against the Phillies offense that strikes out a ton against righties. I just don't see how we don't play Max Scherzer here in this spot. He's definitely one of the uh, one of the best uh, pitching options on the slate. Probably the best pitching option. I'll probably take him over Sale if you force me to pick. Uh, I'm all in on Max Scherzer. What about you? 
Yeah, um, all about Scherzer. It's pretty crazy at the start of his uh, season. Uh, he's coming off of five wins in a row. So, yeah, uh, I don't see why not. And, you know, the, the best part is just to see his pitch count uh, consistently in the hundreds. Uh, he's only had one uh, one game where he was under uh, 100 pitches, and that was 99 pitches. So, yeah, uh, I think uh, Scherzer's, Scherzer's my favorite stud uh, on the slate today. So. Yeah, he's definitely just uh, seems like such an easy plug and play here in this spot. So uh, I'm all in on Scherzer. Definitely going to be my favorite pitcher. Uh, just the Phillies struggle so much against Rays. I'm curious what lineup they put out. Uh, so I'm definitely interested interested to see what they do. And on top of that, Philadelphia normally normally hits in uh, obviously their stadium, which is an easier uh, easier park for hitters, and uh, it's definitely a little bit of a downgrade for the uh, Phillies offense too going into Nationals Park instead. So uh, that helps a little bit too, right? Uh, either way though, Scherzer the strikeout upside that he has is immense and. I'll be all over him. None of the Phillies bats for me on the opposite side. Like, do you have any interest in the Nationals bats? I mean, Jake Arrieta isn't a guy that I really want to pick on, but the way Bryce Harper is swinging the stick, it's tough not to uh, tough not to roster a guy like him, right? Right. I think the recency bias, though, uh, to the Washington bats is going to be pretty high. Uh, their run total is pretty low at 4.1. So I think this is a good spot to fade. Uh, Adams and Harper have been super hot. Um, Adams, I, I want to say, hit like five home runs in the last uh, maybe five games. I, uh, it's, it's, it's something like that. I know he had a uh, two home run game and then uh, a couple solo home run games. So it, may, it might be uh, four home runs in five the last five games. But um, regardless, he's still really cheap. Uh, and versus righties, he crushes. So over a 400 uh, Woba, over a 300 ISO, uh, and over a, a 600 slugging in his last year's worth of games uh, versus righties. So I, I love it. Um, I, I'd be more than okay uh, rolling out a 3,800 Matt Adams. But outside of that, probably not going to have much exposure here. Yeah, uh, that's kind of how I feel, same. It's just not a game that I want to get too much exposure to for the bats, more so just looking at, uh, you know, Scherzer and loading up on him. Uh, let's go on to the next game, though. Uh, Minnesota Twins and the uh, Chicago White Sox. And this is an interesting game, uh, 9.5 total, definitely one that I think you have to have to consider here, uh, you know, just loading up on the bats, right? James Shields on the opposite side. Twins are going to be a chalky stack. You look at them, people are going to fire up. You know, they're going to wake up Sunday morning and see that 5.15 run total for the Twins. It'll probably increase and go up to, like 5.3 people will want to be loading up against James Shields which makes sense and it's something that I obviously want to do too uh and they also always have pretty good prices too like Dozier's been really cheap recently like I'm gonna pull up his mm-hmm. price now on uh on FanDuel he's back up to 37 or 3700 which is good and then DraftKings he's at 46 which is still a nice price uh but twin stack like that's certainly in playing a stack you want to load up on right against James Shields yeah, I think this is going to be the maybe the chalkier stack of the day, um, just because price price is right for the stack, and then uh, uh, right now they're the, they're tied with the highest implied total. So, um, yeah, I, I I personally like this. Uh, interesting to note that Joe Mauer hit leadoff tonight. I don't know if that's going to be something uh, uh, going forward uh, with Mauer hitting leadoff. So, uh, interesting because I think. I think you can get away with now putting Maurer into your stacks. I would always try and avoid him, but I mean, he's been pretty consistent on the year. So um, it's normally a guy I try to avoid, Uh, but yeah, I think, I think he's okay putting his stacks, but I love, I love Max Kepler at 3,800. He should be hitting in the middle of this lineup. Uh, I would assume he's hitting number three tomorrow. 
Um, Escobar for sure in play. Uh, Eddie Rosario hitting five. Uh, like you said, Dozier leading off or, or actually hitting two tonight. So uh, possibly leading off uh, or hitting two. So, yeah, all these guys are in play. Logan Morrison crushes righties. So he's going to be hitting the back end. So you can even do a kind of a crazier wrap uh, with Logan Morrison involved. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like a lot here. Yeah, you can go tons of different ways. Like, love Rosario. I, love, I mean, Escobar's been absolutely crushing the ball. Uh, Dozier's definitely not been as good this year, but he's a guy I don't like leaving off mm-hmm. my stacks. But if you want it, I think you can be contrarian by leaving him off because people just always plug him in. Uh, up and down this lineup, like, love the Logan Morrison call, too. He's definitely not a guy that I get right too often, but uh, he, he obviously has pop in his bat. And I think this lineup up and down is great. On the opposite side, it's interesting because uh, Kyle Gibson has been good to me, and uh, it's it, he's been not as bad as people think. Uh, this season, like, I mean, if you look at the game logs, uh, you know, I know Vegas is disagreeing, obviously given the, the white Sox at 4.35 run total, but I mean, Gibson has been a lot better and he's changed a lot of what he's done. Uh, and I mean, he had a big game against the Yankees. He threw for 10 strikeouts again, like it's baseball and it can happen, but, Mm -hmm. uh, I just think people are not believing in the changes that Kyle Gibson made last year that have been like well-documented and I mean, one of the things that we like to do in DFS is we like to stream pitchers against the White Sox, especially righties. Righties are the ones that we like to stream them against because what, what do the White Sox do? They can't hit right-handed pitching. Like Kyle Gibson, I think, is a phenomenal tournament play at his price, a guy that I think we need to be getting exposure to. What do you think about that? Well, you kind of sold me. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't going in thinking that I needed any exposure, but uh, I, I looked at the temperature. The che- temperature is going to be kind of somewhat cool tomorrow, so – uh, I like that it's only 58 degrees. So in a spot where uh, temperatures are really starting to warm up across the country, I mean, 58 degrees is still pretty cool for baseball, and that's usually better for the pitchers. So, um, yeah, I, I don't mind it. It should be interesting to see what type of lineup uh, Gibson's facing, but uh, this is not a uh, it's not a White Sox lineup that you're really afraid of with power. Um, so. And, you know, that's that's kind of like uh, Gibson's downfall a lot of times is just giving up home runs. So, um, you know, I, I can I can see it. It's it's uh, the price point is OK at seven thousand. It's not something I'm in love with, but uh, I think you kind of sold me on. Yeah, I want to see what this lineup is. And like I said, like he's changed his arm angle or arm slot. I mean, it was one of those things I read. Like you could you could find it on fan graphs. It was one of those articles that I checked okay. out. I kind of stumbled upon. You ever do Twitter searches? Like I do a ton of Twitter searches and I just stumbled upon it, right? I was looking up Kyle Gibson. And uh, I sometimes do that whenever I like trying to figure out what's going on with this picture. Why is he different? And I just stumbled upon the article from fan graphs. And, uh, you know, talked about his arm angle and how that's changed and how he's throwing different pitches. And uh, like I, sometimes I see quotes too. And I saw a quote that said like Kyle Gibson felt like he was like, you know, like in the middle of last year, he felt like he was feeling like things have changed and he's like a lot better. And then it kind of happened. So uh, I just, I believe in him. He's a guy that I've been buying in from the start of the year. And I, I definitely would get some exposure to him in tournaments. I think the upside is here against the white Sox. Curious what lineup they try out. Cause that obviously matters mm-hmm. a ton. And, you know, check out the plate IQ to see what the K percentage is with the lineup they have once it trots out there. So uh, I like it. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of times with like these, these, uh, you know, kind of bubble type of pitchers that you have somewhat interest, uh, the lineup that the White Sox roll out is really what's going to, you know, change things. Uh, just a note though, it is a, uh, a, a pitcher's umpire too. So uh, Chad uh, Whitson is the uh, home plate umpire. So that's, that's kind of nice uh, for Kyle Gibson uh, also. So. Yeah, I just did the, you know, the tiger fist shake. I just did one of those. So uh, I'm pumped <laughs> to hear about the picture. That obviously helps. Uh, the pitcher's dump, so that obviously helps out too. So uh, I'll have some interest in that for sure. Uh, probably no interest in the White Sox bats for me. I'll pass, but uh, all the twins all day for me. Uh, anything else on this game or on to the next one? 
Um, I'd probably have a little bit more interest maybe uh, in the White Sox bets. I guess um, there's, I mean, Yomer Sanchez has been leading off. Uh, he's not really a fast guy, but uh, somebody that uh, you can definitely get some exposure uh, to. Uh, I don't mind that. And then um, Tim Anderson's been hitting number two. I'm probably not going to have it actually much exposure there. But, you know, I don't hate Matt Davidson uh, going tomorrow. So, um, probably Matt Davidson and Yomer Sanchez are for sure in play. I do like the bats in this game uh, more than anything else. So that's, that's probably it for me. Yep. Sounds good to me. Let's move on to the next one. We got the Pittsburgh pirates and the Milwaukee brewers. And, uh, this is a nine total and man. So first look, uh, I was really interested in cool. He's a guy that I'm kind of, uh, I'm on team Chad cool. You know, there's that like team on Twitter, uh, Brett, I'm on that team. I love Chad cool. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, the problem is is like 4.85 run total against the Brewers, who can be a scary offense. Uh, it's definitely very boom-bust. They're another team where like I like to see what the lineup is, so I'm, I just mm. want to see what they do. Like If they throw Eric Sogard out there, like this seems like such a Sunday thing to do. Eric Sogard batting first to ruin Chad Cool's pitch count to start out the game. Uh, it feels like that's a disaster that could happen on a Sunday. But uh, I still have interest in him despite the, you know, the total, and he's an underdog. I think it's interesting, but it's one of those things where I could see throughout the day I just uh, – my interest dies down. Uh, what about you? You have any interest in Chad Cool? Yeah, there's a, there's a strikeout upside for Chad Cool. So uh, I have basically that the uh, the Brewers projected uh, lineup would have 28.4 percent uh, strikeout uh, ability uh, versus Cool. So the upside's there. Um, obviously, the implied runs for the Brewers at 4.9 is really high. So it's one of those things where um, he can definitely get uh, hit around. Uh, you know, his home runs per nine is like 1.3, which is, is somewhat high. So he can definitely give up the, the long ball. But, yeah, it's it's not a pitcher's umpire, Marvin Hudson. So that's kind of a, you know, a downside to these pitchers. So uh, I'm probably going to, you know, lean more towards the offense here. Yeah, it feels like I'm going to, too. It's really a great spot for the offenses. Uh, and I don't know, we're not getting, I don't know if we're there yet, but like the first day, uh, you're from the Wisconsin area, right? They open up that roof, that retractable roof. Yep. I always look, the first day that retractable roof is open, I always fire away because it feels like those runs just start pouring out there in Milwaukee because it's like the first, whenever they get that first nice day, they try and open it up. It's obviously good for the hitter the hitters there, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the, when the, I, I haven't looked at, uh, you know, the stats with the roof open versus roof closed in a while, but I know the last time I looked, it was a somewhat of a noticeable uh, difference. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if the roof is open, uh, just upgrade, upgrade to the hitters. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if it's open yet, but like it's one of those things I look for every day. I wait for that uh, notification to pop up uh, mm-hmm. and hoping that that it, it's open. And if it is open tomorrow, I'll definitely have more interest in the hitters for sure. But like, I want to target like Chase Anderson here. And again, I get the idea of targeting Chad Cool, even though I have interest in him. He is a guy that can blow up and it can get ugly for him. So I understand that. Right? There's some scary bats in there. Like Travis Shaw seems like a great cash game option against uh, against Cool. Yelich is interesting. I like him. And then even on the Pirate side, like Gallon, the guys like Polanco and uh, Josh Bell seem like interesting options. What bats do you like in this game? Yep, uh, for sure. Uh, Shaw and Yelich uh, being lefties going up against a righty. Uh, again, the Brewers' righties have difficulty. Um, I mean, it's a very high strikeout lineup. So, um, yeah, Shaw, Shaw, I'm, I think Shaw is for sure cash game viable. Um, I, I don't know if I like the stack here. Um, you know, I guess, yeah, Aguiar, uh, I don't know, Jesus Aguiar, um, he should probably be hitting five, but he doesn't hit uh, righties obviously very well. 
Uh, Lorenzo Cain, I, I'd probably just stick to the one through four if you're stacking that. Um, definitely avoid the five. Uh, but Villar, I mean, Villar, the best part about the Brewers is they have such a great mixture with home runs and speed um, that, I mean, if you're going for home runs, sometimes you don't get there with the home runs, but you backdoor it with stolen bases. So, um, I mean, I don't, I don't mind even, uh, you know, targeting some of these just really fast guys at the uh, back end of the lineup, like Orlando Arcia and uh, Villar. So um, there's spots to go, I guess, with the Brewers for sure. Yeah, I love that point that you made. I heard you say that once on a Grinders live show, and I was like, you know what, that is true with the Brewers. Like, uh, and it wasn't one of those things I thought of, but like, it is nice to have guys that have home run pop and also can give you those stolen bases uh, to mm-hmm. sneak you into, just in case. Like, like you said, uh, other options to get there, right? Not right. like Logan Morrison, who just it's a home run or bust. It seems <laughs> yeah. like uh, that could be a scary island to be on. It's, those it's, guys- it's never fun like drafting a guy where basically you're only looking for a home run or or like a D Gordon where you're only looking for a stolen base. It's nice to have like the option where hey potentially he could go yard or if he gets a single now we're now we're in like you know stolen base territory so yeah uh exactly definitely agree with you on that uh anything else in this game uh i, I do think the pirates are going to be a little sneaky though like uh just that is a nice ballpark upgrade so i'm trying to think like could they be a sneaky like stack to kind of go to uh that people just won't even look at against Chase anderson yeah, I, I have trouble stacking the Pittsburgh uh, so far this year. I just feel like um, I don't have a comfortable uh, stack with them. So I've been avoiding Pittsburgh's uh, stacking the whole year. I don't think I've actually created one stack of Pittsburgh the whole year. So I mean, um, I get it. Now, I feel like a lot of people are never comfortable stacking Pittsburgh. But uh, yeah, they yeah, just, just don't have enough power. They don't have a lot of speed. So it's like, what are what are we doing? What are we looking for? You know, it's it's. It, I feel like uh, they're they're a type of uh, team that's just gonna peck you to death. You know, so um tough tough for me to stack a team like that yeah that uh, yeah that definitely makes a lot of sense uh the the pirate runs don't seem like they're you know getting you tons of home runs that's obviously something they were obviously looking for a lot of so uh yeah let's move on to the next one then uh, let's go to the detroit tigers and the kansas city royals this is an eight and a half total with jacob junis and matt boyd and uh man i don't know not really interested in too many of these pitchers at first look but do you have any interest in jacob junis because he's a guy that i haven't rostered a ton this year and i probably should have played more of and maybe I should have more interest in him against the Tigers, especially with Miguel Cabrera injured. What about you? Yeah, so this uh, Tiger lineup is, I mean, it's, it doesn't have a lot of uh, studs in it anymore. So uh, for me, I think uh, the upside's not really there. There's not a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. Um, and Junis isn't like a super high strikeout, but I think he's, uh, you know, at 7,300, he's probably a little too expensive than I'd like to spend here. Um, but a decent favorite minus 147. Um, yeah, I just, I just feel like this is just too much of a bland spot for him. Um, it, it, there's just not enough, uh, things that I look at that uh, make me want to, uh, go with him. So, um, if he was a little bit cheaper, yeah, but at 7,300, I, I think I'd, uh, I'd probably avoid it. Yeah, I just – I don't know. There's other guys I like. I think he's in play. He's, like, one of those guys that's, like, in my player pool of the cheap pitchers to consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, he's in there. I'm just considering it more, and I want to see what that lineup ends up being. But do uh, you have any uh, umpire data on that one or no? Uh, I have the actual umpire. It's Jansen Visconti, but I don't have how he's going to affect the game. For whatever reason, it's not popping up on, on my end. So um, I have the umpire, but uh, no data on this uh, exact umpire yet. All right, that, that's fine. That's something obviously to uh, obviously we can check out tomorrow. And uh, mm. I, I do have a little interest in though, like you said, that lineup is really watered down. I mean, you feel like it's gonna be 
uh, Martin, Candelario, Castellanos, I mean, Victor Martinez in the four hole. Anytime Victor Martinez is in the four hole at this age, it seems pretty ugly. Jacob, uh, Jacoby Jones, uh, John Hicks, just an ugly lineup. So I have a little bit of interest in uh, Junis. Probably not interested in a lot of these hitters. Like Royals against Matt Boyd. Normally Matt Boyd is a guy I want to target. So maybe like Whit Merrifield and Jorge Soler would be interesting. Or maybe even a Salvador Perez at a catcher position that obviously we never like rostering that much because it's catcher. But uh, what's your kind of take on the Royals? Do you want to get any exposure to them? Yeah, I actually like them quite a bit. Uh, so I think I think one, two, four makes sense. Uh, I would have troubles finding another guy. So Whit Merrifield, Solaire hitting two, and then Salvador uh, hitting cleanup. I think um, in, a, in a spot like DraftKings where you need a catcher, I think Salvador Perez is going to be the chalk tomorrow. So um, yeah, I, I, I really like the one, two, four here. Yeah, the Salvador Perez probably going to be a guy that I definitely get exposure to. Uh, the one, two, four is kind of strict, so I'll keep it. I get if you want to throw Mustakis in there just to, uh, you know, if we think Boyd's going to get out there early, obviously that could be good for mm-hmm. Mustakis and no one have him. So I can like doing that, but I just don't want too much Royals exposure. They're not on offense. I love the target because uh, I just don't value their runs as much as other teams' runs. So uh, not a big Royals fan, but I get it, right? Those righties make a ton of sense. And Perez seems like a good cash game guy uh, at the catcher position. Yeah. Uh, is that about it for this game for you? Yep, uh, for sure. I, I would say this is probably one stack, though, that I would look to be um, maybe the highest percentage over the field. So, like, if the field is somewhere around, like, you know, 6 or 7% on the Kansas City stack, it probably a little bit higher than that with it being such a small slate. I would want to get maybe 20 to 25% uh, for the Royal stack uh, in tournaments. So, I feel very comfortable in the KC stack mode. All right, sounds like a plan. Uh, let's go on to the next game. We got the Boston Red Sox and the Texas Rangers. This one's only on the DraftKings slate, but obviously something to talk about because we got Chris Sale on the mound. And, uh, yeah, him against the Texas Rangers, that sounds like a lot of strikeout upside here, something to like. Uh, I know it's in Texas and should be hot out there, but do you have interest in Chris Sale? I do. Um, you know, I, I'm on team Max Scherzer over uh, Sale, but I think, I think you know, you're going to get uh, Scherzer – to probably the mo- be the most popular play. And then uh, sale is, I-, I guess, percentage in my head. I'm thinking it's going to be about half that percentage. Um, he's still going to be somewhat popular, and he definitely can be the top pitcher on the slate. So um, you're going to get a ownership discount on Chris Sale so, and a price discount. So um, if you're doing stacks, you definitely got to include them for sure. Yeah, I mean, Chris Sale's a guy that I want. Can we play Sale and Max Scherzer together? I don't think we are going to be able to pull that off <laughs> in your cash games. But, again, it's something to obviously talk about. And uh, it is a nine-game slate, so there's enough games where I think it could happen. It's a Sunday. A value opens up. Do you think we could do the Sale and Scherzer thing in your cash games or even in tournaments? Like, is there a stack that we can make it work with? You're going to need to find a lot of value under 3K to make that happen. Um, there's there's potentially only maybe one guy that I kind of threw out there under 3K, and that was Gregor Blanco at 2,600. Um, so you're going to need a few guys like that. Like um, you, you were just talking about, you know, certain studs possibly get rested on Sunday, especially older studs, right? A lot of times uh, a night game – so a day game after a night game, you get a lot of older veterans that take that day off. So if you get some older veterans in the one through five area uh, taking the day off, and then you get some younger guys, uh, you know, some younger guys that are probably going to be under 3K that get a, a good spot, yeah, then you can make it uh, happen. But I'm not the type of guy that's going to roster a seven hitter or eight hitter or nine hitter just to uh, get my pitcher studs in. 
Yeah, I do think I'm just going to go Max and then, uh, like, when we talked about Archer. I think there's just such great mm-hmm. value there for him where we don't have to go to a sale. But it's obviously something to talk about and consider because, uh, you know, if you're the guy playing sale and Max, I don't think many people are doing that. It's obviously tough to uh, tough to make work. So, uh, like I said, uh, I want to obviously talk about it. Uh, on the Red Sox side, like, we got Doug Fister on the mound. Uh, any interest in the Red Sox bats? They're going to be expensive, but uh, with a 5.26 run total, I think we have to have a lot of interest in these Red Sox bats, correct? Yeah, I, you know, I'd probably – so if I'm going chalky with, like, a an expensive lineup, I'd rather go Yankees than the Red Sox tomorrow. Um, but a guy like Mitch Moreland, who should be hitting number four in the lineup, uh, he has a big differential – um, ISO differential, Wubba differential uh, versus the handedness. So yeah, I, I like, I like uh, Mitch Moreland in the middle of the lineup. Uh, you, you should get him for a pretty low ownership uh, at first base too. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Moreland, uh, it definitely seems like a pretty good spot for him. Uh, you know, Raphael Devers makes some sense. And then, mm-hmm. Hey, you get, obviously if you have the money for Betts and Martinez and Bogarts, but they, they are expensive, right? Uh, it's definitely not easy guys to get into your lineup. So stack is certainly in play. And uh, definitely if I can prioritize a Betts and a Martinez in my cash games and pay up, I will, but it just uh, kind of sh- depends on how the value shakes up. Any interest in any of the Rangers bats, probably just a pass for me. Correct. Yeah. Yep. 100%. I mean, you're going up against Chris Sale. So, you know, Chris Sale can get uh, hit around uh, out of the park, you know, like he'll give up a, a home run or two uh, every, well, I mean, he it's, it's a 1.12 home runs per nine innings. So it's almost a home run per, uh, per outing for him. So um, it a home per nine is under one per nine. He's at 0.893. So uh most likely you're not going to get a lot of home run opportunity out of the Red Sox tomorrow. So that's probably why I'll stay away from that stack, even though uh, they are supposed to score five, five is because they're in Texas with the weather. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to stay away from most of the offense uh, here and then have some exposure to Chris Sale. And that's about it. Yeah, uh, that, that sounds like a plan to me. I agree with you on that. But that wraps up the slate. Uh, kind of small slate, but a pretty nice one. Uh, I think it's a, a, a decent amount of games where uh, we can manage it and uh, just dissect enough games where you don't feel too overwhelmed. Uh, we're going to go on to the last segment that we do, uh, Brett. We do the stack of the day. So uh, you pick okay. your favorite stack that you think, you know, say you're playing one lineup tomorrow or say you're playing uh, 10 lineups. You want to go overweight on a team. Uh, who's your favorite stack that you would uh, go to? Do you want to kick it off or you need a minute? Yeah. So I'll just, I'll, I'll do it one tournament and then one cash game stack. So my cash game stack will be the twin stack. Um, so, I mean, I'm probably not going to get too cute there, but there's a lot of ways to stack the twins tomorrow. Um, again, it's going to be very lineup dependent, um, but I'd be comfortable even starting off. I, I don't know who will be leading off, but today it was Joe Maurer. Potentially it'll be Joe Maurer tomorrow. So I, I'd be even comfortable throwing him in. Um, and then, like, if it goes uh, Mauer, Dozier, uh, Kepler at three, Escobar's in play, Eddie Rosario's in play at five. Um, probably stay away from a guy like Robbie Grossman, but uh, I'm very comfortable even putting Logan Morrison in, who, you know, has been hitting in the seven or eight spots. So um, that would be my chalky one. And then my not chalky one would be the Kansas City Royals. Uh, just sticking with the Royals of the, uh, the Whit Merrifield leading off, Soler hitting two, and then Salvador Perez hitting four. So that would be kind of be like if, if uh, on DraftKings, I mean, you can do a um, – one stack of like four twins and then three Royals. And then you have to include a third team. So um, that's something that's in play uh, right there. 
Yeah, I uh, definitely think that's right. Uh, I agree with you on that, like Twins being like the the, the chalky uh, stack, the cash game stack, the one that you probably want to get the exposure to. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you on that. That seems like the the route that people will go. Uh, if I'm giving you my uh, my tournament stack, though, I'm going to go with the Braves. Uh, they're just expensive, and people aren't going to have trouble getting them in and uh, making it work. And you know what? I kind of like going like just this game stack in general, like Braves and Giants. We talked about some cheap Giants that we like, and then I like a lot of these expensive Braves too. And uh, it seems like if you go those cheap Giants and you go those expensive Braves, you can kind of just like put in, uh, you know, pretty solid pitchers and kind of make it work. So uh, I'm going to go with that and hopefully try and make that uh, work somehow. And it just seems like a Brave stack is one that I want to be all over. So uh, I'm going to target them in this spot. Just seems like a great spot to target against Andrew Suarez. Uh, looked at the against righties, like just getting absolutely destroyed. So uh, a lot of these righties I'll like. And then uh, obviously Freddie Freeman, he can just hit anyone. So uh, I'll be loading up on these righties. Like I said, Suarez is like a hard hit percentage at like 42 right now. It's just not that great of a pitcher. So uh, I'm going to want to get some exposure to them. But uh, that about wraps up the slate. Uh, any other final thoughts or should we get on out of here? No, I like it. Uh, Suarez, just uh, his home run per nine is 2.23 per nine. So that's ridiculous. Uh, anything over 1.5 is definitely a pitcher that's given up way too high of a home run total. So yeah, Suarez is definitely a guy to attack, especially with uh, the Braves, the Braves uh, being so right-handed heavy. So Yep, that, that's music to my ears. I'll be I'll be happy with my Braves stack tomorrow. So, uh, but that it wraps up the slate. Thanks a lot for joining me, Brett. It was a good time doing this show with you. Hope we can get you on another weekend. Awesome, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, thanks a lot for joining us, and uh, you know, give us a follow on Twitter if you want. Uh, Brett, what's your Twitter? At Killaby two four eight two. It's the same ID that you'd play me on any of the DFS sites. So. All right, and I am at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. If you ever want to give us a guy to follow, we appreciate that. And we'll answer some questions for you if you ever have any. So thanks a lot for joining us, and we are out of here. We'll see ya. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.